Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. How great is it to be here with you today on the BetQL Network? Where every game's game seven, no hot take BS on this show. We bring you the bets, and we bring you the sports. We are coming to you live today from the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv backslash BetQL, and heard on radio stations nationwide, both terrestrial and satellite, including Sirius Channel 160 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here, we're bringing you the wagertainment and talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com. You can also check out the BetMGM YouTube page where my award-winning Board of Spreads video is up for Week 11 in the NFL. Here, the asterisk says, asterisk, like, no awards have been won yet, but I'm going to call it the award-winning because why the hell am I going to get sued? The award-winning Board of Spreads. 14 minutes of off-the-cuff, ad-libbed insanity from yours truly. Best bets, teasers, all that good stuff. BetMGM YouTube page. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com and subscribe to BetMGM's YouTube page because it helps all of us and you. And do so, please, on this T3. Three words on the All-Star with the letter T. Of course, those words. Tremendous football Thursday, November 16th in the year of our Lord, 2023. One week away from Thanksgiving. Not that we're counting. Three days off coming up next week for the crew. Very much looking forward to it. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at The Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X, now and always, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this tremendous Football Thursday, we're going to bring you five phenomenal guests. Adam Chernoff will join us. Simple Handicap Podcast and Right Angle Sports. Connor Allen from BetSports and 4 for 4. Joey Kanish, Pro Sports Better, does good work for our friends over at the Hammer. Evan Silva from Establish the Run. All those guests talking NFL and college football. And today, we'll also be joined by our friend Rod Gilmore from ESPN. Tried to get Rod on the show yesterday. We move Rod to today. Rod Gilmore, ESPN College Football Analyst. So Chernoff, Connor Allen, Rod Gilmore, Joey Kanish, Evan Silva, all coming up over the course of the program today. 
plus P squared, B squared, NFL awards. Our guy, Ken Barkley, going to break down all the award markets in the National Football League, including most valuable player, where a curious new favorite has emerged at the top of the board at BetMGM. Fascinated to get Ken's take on, on that particular move at the top of the board at BetMGM. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. I'm probably missing something. We'll talk all the NFL awards coming up as we move along today. Power Hour, final hour of the show featuring all our bets for tonight. Bets of Steel in the National Hockey League. Uh, only only two games tonight in the NBA, which is you know a little bit of a buzzkill, but we will hit both of those games coming up tonight in the NBA. I will definitely have a, uh, have a prop for tonight in the Heat. Nets game that I'm very excited to give out. And of course, side total and props for Thursday Night Football. Week 11 in the National Football League kicks off. Finally, a badass game on a Thursday night. I mean, Bears-Panthers last week from the Toilet Bowl to the Super Bowl tonight, basically on Thursday Night Football. The Bengals and the Ravens in Baltimore kicking off the Week 11 festivities tonight. We are locked and loaded. Tremendous Football Thursday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? I'm good. Uh, are you good? You were You were a little under the weather yesterday. I know today's like your big media day. You you okay? Yeah, I mean, okay? yeah, but like, yeah, okay. under the weather, but like you you yeah. make it through. That's a thought. There's, okay. no, there's okay. no choice. Yeah, okay. yeah, we'll make it. Just want to make sure you were good. You know, yeah. I, just, I don't uh, want you to be suffering in two. silence over there. Yeah. Day two of my uh, of the Z pack, which is good. So like, my wife mm. is pregnant. She had the sinus infection before me. She can't take medication, so she like suffered for like a while. She was sick for like a week. I feel like maybe like a little bit better today than I was yesterday, but like yeah, still not great. Okay, thank you good. very much for asking. But look, like it's yeah. that time of year. Everybody's playing hurt. There, 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 there's no right. other choice. <laughs> no other choice. Like and everyone remember Stanley this Cup when final, Ken and but, I, when when Ken and yeah. I have a teacher schedule over the summer and take the entire summer off. Everybody yeah. re- remember that that we're pl- we're all yeah. playing hurt this time of year. Remember, remember when we hosted in June? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, this is like the Stanley Cup final where you figure out after the fact, like, oh, actually, that guy had like six broken ribs. That guy had like a <laughs> fractured pelvis or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, like uh, Nick had COVID. Like Ken's sick every three days. <laughs> like, I'm still, still here chugging. Still, hey, listen, still that, going. That, that's it, man. You'll, that's it. We'll find out after the fact. After the trophies are handed out, be like, yeah, you know, actually, I got to go see Dr. James Andrews or whoever. Is there a new Dr. James Andrews or is that joke yeah. still valid? No, there, yeah. it's, uh, it's Dr. And it's really funny because like I... On like one of the show, on Bleacher Report Radio, like in like a past life when I used to like produce. I mean, dude, yeah, it's like that. This this I'm, this deserves like its own four hour show. Bleacher <laughs> Report Radio on Sirius XM that I used to produce. We we yeah. used to book to come on, and now like he's he's like the guy now. I don't know if like Dr. Andrews is too old at this point. I honestly don't oh, know. Oh yeah, he's been, who's like, the, the guy? Bear is the guy with the apostrophe in his name? Yes. This guy? Dr. Neil Elitrosh. I probably have his yeah. cell phone number, like in my phone. I probably have his number somewhere. So I used to he book spells him. his name. It's it's like it's like uppercase E, lowercase L, uppercase A, but it's like all one word or something with like an no, apostrophe. No, so it's, it's so like it's uh, so it's like yeah. L, like E L apostrophe, yeah. like A T T R A C H E, something like that. Neil Elitrosh. I mean, yeah. what a name. What a, I mean, it's a good what name. A name. Yeah, and we can't I, even but, do the relative. Can't be like you know, of the like premier Jim's surgeon. Son. Because there's no other Elatrashes. There's no other ones. No, there <laughs> are like, you, know, no, you know, John's grandfather. Right? Like, what? I don't know who that is. So, uh, yeah, let's, cool. I want to find right. out, like, what his dad's name is. Like, what's Neil Elatrash's dad's name? I need to find this out. Right. Yeah, let's, let's, I think, I think in the opening segment, we should find out more about the Elatrashes. That's what I think instead of, instead of talking about Benninger last night. I'll talk about last night a little bit while you dig for more details on the, uh, the new Dr. James Andrews. Oh, and uh, I got something good for the opening segments also, too. Oh, once you, once you, once you, oh, oh non sports related. Yeah, non sports related. Oh, okay. 
well, you look up stuff. I'll do sports. You can do non-sports, and we're we're kind of off and running here a little bit. Uh, why don't we talk about the Canucks a little bit for a couple minutes? That sounds like a fun thing Please. to talk about. So, I'm watching the game last night, and it's I was a ten o'clock start. I have to pick some days to not go to bed at like one in the morning and get four hours of sleep. So, like I picked last night, and it's uh, you know uh, Turner has the coverage. They had the doubleheader. We have you know Liam McHugh on all the time. They're it's like they they are awesome. Like it is really. Like, I don't watch hockey. The national Turner coverage all the time. I'm like flipping around to a bunch of games. But they had the Flyers, who we cared a lot about. I gave you some bad advice. They won. It didn't go over, but they won. Which well, is I great. bet them. So and, all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it was still good. Like really happy they won. Like Nate, like Carter Hart's back. Maybe they are actually a playoff team. I don't know. Maybe they're going to be like the last team in the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, they, they did win at Carolina. Pretty good. And so that game ends, they go to the studio and like, you know, Gretzky, it's like it's the whole crew and they like toss to Gretzky and he's just like gushing about like Rick Tockett and the job, like the Canucks and they're playing like complimentary hockey. And like this shows you that you can play defense, but still score. Like it's just, it's like a Canucks love fest. So as someone who bet every Canuck, if you were eligible for an award, I bet you and bet them to win the division a while ago, bet them to win the president's trophy at 60 to one, which is looking pretty good because, you know, they're winning a lot and they're in the studio talking about all this. And I'm just like, this is amazing because a national television audience is just hearing the best player of all time talk about my team and all the players that I bet on and how awesome everybody is. It's like, this is good. This is going to be great. And they're playing the Islanders, obviously. And the game starts and they play their worst period of hockey of the year. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not even close. Give up a ton of bad penalties. Islanders score like two power play goals. The second one was just like a stupid deflection. Uh, Thatcher Demko starting, who's like the best goalie in hockey right now, right now, right now. And it's two nothing. But the, the crazy thing is on the telecast, and so we bet the Canucks last night, and on the telecast, they're like, yeah, you know, but this is the thing with the Islanders. They're like the best first period team in hockey. And like, they still don't win a lot of games. And I go to bed at first intermission. I remember going to bed thinking kind of in this like haze, like my phone's next to me. Like, do I need to like bet the Canucks to come back? No, like I'm going to go to bed. Let me just like hope they, they come back and win. We have them from before the game, whatever. And I wake up and I look at my phone and I'm just like, damn it. They did it again. <laughs> like four, four, three in overtime Canucks win. Uh, I, I don't know when this is going to stop. It's going to stop at some point where they're well, like the best team tonight. in the league. Because I'm betting Hopefully them again tonight. tonight. Well, it, yeah, and I mean, just a small price against them. Like, just they—they need to be like a big favorite over the Flames. The Flames are terrible. <laughs> Even just, with Casey DeSmith uh, starting, like I don't care. Yeah, I'm betting who's the been really good? He just hasn't yep. been Demko, who's the best high, best goalie in the league so far. So, like, I don't. This is gonna not be amazing at some point. Like, they're gonna have a bad week. They're gonna lose. Something. This isn't the Bruins from last year. At least I don't think it is. But I just, uh, as long as the roller coaster ride's going, like I'm. I'm just enjoying the crap out of it. I mean, it's just the best. And like everybody we bet, the price, like Demko is almost the favorite to win the Vezina everywhere, which is awesome. Him and Ottinger, like it's going to be the two of them, I think, at the end. We'll see. Uh, Quinn Hughes for the Norris. He's insanely good when you watch the games, like does just cool stuff all the time. Tockett, like, is he going to win the Adams Award? I think so. <laughs> just all this stuff. And it's, I, it's like, wow, you're doing a lot about hockey. If you listen to the show the last three weeks, like, you should be on all this stuff, too. And the prices were outrageous. And now they're all, like, really low. And it's awesome. Because now we're just every game, can we get another win? Can we get another two points? Can we get these prices to drop even more, even more, even more? And last night, like, yet another, like, if this is the fairy tale season for the Canucks, like, yet another chapter last night in a, a come-from-behind win against the Islanders. Yeah, I got a couple notes off of that. Um, number one. And I'm not going to claim that I, st I, I, I was, I got in bed last night at like eight o'clock, just like needed to try and get some sleep. Well, you were like I dying. Saw... I mean, you have a sinus yeah. infection. Like I'm going to bed at eight o'clock if I have a sinus infection or earlier. Um, 
so I saw a bunch of video and like and I and I think we've actually talked about this over like the last like, sure. couple months and I saw a couple of videos retweeted onto my timeline. This is like nothing to do with the games. I'll get to the games in a second. Um I felt like and we talked about this last year and I don't know what year this is of the NHL on TNT now. Maybe it's year 2 or year 3. But early on, I kind of felt like Gretzky needed to, like, loosen up a bit as, like, a television personality. And there was one, like, particular broadcast during the postseason a couple of years ago where Liam and the crew, and, and Ken's right, like, Liam comes on the show all the time, were, like, razzing Gretzky about, like, his footwear. And, like, it like I don't think Wayne was, like, offended, but, like, he didn't know how to take the razzing. He didn't feel like he was, like, one of the guys almost. And, right. like, to be fair, he's, like, the greatest hockey player ever. It's, like, you kind of understand it to a degree. And it was, okay, like, maybe he's going to be Joe Montana when Montana retired and became a broadcaster. And maybe this will be Brady when Brady eventually steps into the broadcast booth if that ever happens where you know Montana didn't have it we'll see about Brady like maybe Gretzky is just he's the greatest player ever maybe he doesn't have it as a broadcaster he's so good now like he he's outstanding and it, it just adds yep. such an air he's of gravitas to that he's yeah I mean it's honestly like and like Liam comes on the show so like like we have like a vested interest in that show doing well also like it's really good like sorry like it it's actually excellent. just is it's 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 yeah. it is outstanding it's an outstanding it's show really so wanted to say that about Gretzky um so when I went to bed last night and like I'm in I didn't fall asleep right at eight o'clock but I'm in bed sure and I ended up yeah, the N- NBA was a freaking disaster for me last night. So excited about these props. They all brick. Uh, hopefully get oh, back to no. the throwing board tonight. They all brick. Yeah. Was, it Murray, was it like a tough luck? Was it tough luck on well, stuff? Luca was a little tough luck because he had like a million points and they're up by a million. And he like <laughs> that sat the that end of game, the game was so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> what I mean, a, just, what a yeah. fake dumb game. <laughs> a little frustrating. Like Keegan Murray goes under. Like that may be a bad yeah. read by me. I felt like it was a really good number. So I, I end up doing like... Re- and NHL is really great. And I ended up also yeah. parlaying a bunch of games that I liked, including a three-teamer with the Flyers, who like yep. were went up three nothing and ended up like never game never really being a dad. And I feel like I was awake, still awake when the Flyers won. And then along yeah. with Edmonton and Vancouver. And by the, by, I think when I fell asleep, like both teams were down three one, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely gonna lose this. So I think I woke up in like the middle of the night, and my phone has like 17 notifications. What happens when you have the notifications on for like NHL goals, right? And you go to sleep, you wake up to a million notifications. So it's like, okay, how did this turn out? And I see that both came back to win four three, and I'm just like, hell yeah, yes, yeah, yes. God, o- Oilers win again. Yeah, block. absolutely. They, they turned it. two. They yeah. turned. That's what back to back wins. Did, didn't hit like Keith Olbermann's mom in the crowd. True story for people that don't know about Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> that is actually a true story. Um, yeah. So I, I listen. Jaime Jaquez over eight and a half points tonight. I'm, I'm back. I'm back on the NBA prop horse yeah. here. Got a lot of notes need, from yesterday's games. I need some games. plays from you. I need some plays I'll from you for you NBA because I got I got nothing tonight. I got nothing. The shout out to Mobley and Jared Allen last night too. By the way, in the Cavs game, three blocks each. Uh, yeah, so maybe hit a bunch like, of alts like on you both go, of them. You need, you so. need plays for me. I think tomorrow I got to get on the Steel's block train here in the NBA. Yeah, it's a good. million games it's good. tomorrow. Uh, but uh, I just but tonight, like they're just the matchups don't lend themselves to Steel's and blocks. So I got like nothing for tonight. I'm I'm all, I'm all ears. I'm open minded for for what we think is going to happen here. Well, I'll tell you that tomorrow, I I got a lot of stuff for for tomorrow's NBA big day tomorrow. Games. Yeah, big yeah, day tomorrow. Big day only tomorrow. two games tonight, so I don't have a lot tonight. But obviously, only two games. But a lot will a lot coming up tomorrow. Um, I guess like the non sports thing that I wanted to throw out there. 
you know, since before my wedding, and even like we talked about this when we went to Vegas in March for the tournament, you know, we did it on the show. Ken's like, you know, we're up, and I think I'll paraphrase for you. Ken's like, you know, I'm, I'm eating this fried chicken. Nick's having a salad because he's getting ready for his wedding, like getting in shape for his yeah. wedding. And, you know, shout out to me, honestly, like in all seriousness, shout out to me. I've never been able to keep up workouts for more than like three months. So I'll work out really hard for three months, get in good shape, and then just like, whatever, start eating everything again. So I've really kept it up straight through. I'm in like really good shape right now. I'm going to the, I'm lifting weights three days a week, trying to do the Peloton on days when I'm not like today, I didn't do it because I feel like, feel like ass. I don't feel great. But uh, Halloween comes and goes and... Trader Joe's stopped carrying uh, chocolate-covered rice cakes, so we haven't been getting those. Mm. So for my sweet fix, I've been, you know, having Hershey Bar, Mr. 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 Good Bar, and then, you know, oh. my wife's Mr. pregnant Good and everyone— You big Mr. Good oh, Bar yeah. guy? I'm a big Mr. Good Bar. Chocolate, chocolate and peanuts? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. might righteous. be the only one. That's I think really it's funny. a real. I think it's. I think it's really underrated. So we're running out of time here. The point of this is basically, I'm trying to decide if I'm just gonna like punt from now until the New Year's and just go ham through the holidays. Maybe we can talk about that on the other side. Ham, literally. And we'll get to NFL. And we'll get to NFL awards coming up next. Nick and Ken Thursday. You better. You bet. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Just got it away. Good protection. Time runs out. Touchdown, Zacchaeus. Great Gaines was there about a step too late on Jalen Hurts, and Hurts hung in. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, we will get to NFL most valuable player, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in just a second. But we've got some breaking news in college football, Ken, and we can maybe do this for like 30 seconds or whatever. Um, a statement from the University of Michigan and a bunch of college football reporters have all tweeted this out in the last like 30 seconds or so. Uh, I'll read it. Uh, no matter if I have to. This morning, the university coach Harbaugh and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so Harbaugh has accepted the suspension, so he will officially miss the games against Maryland and the finale against Ohio State in the regular season. Um, basically being like, hey, like, I'm going to go away here. Just, uh, you know, stop investigating our cheating, please, <laughs> so, which I think is pretty yeah. funny. So that that so we're done with this for now. This is like the NFL has destroyed the Spygate tapes. Now everybody moves on. Uh, if you have a betting thought on it, we'd love to hear it, but it's figured, you know, that's pretty big breaking news. We wanted to get into the show. Yeah, so, you know, he'll miss this game, which I guess is kind of like a trap game if you were going to look at it that way. You know, sandwich spot, Penn State and Ohio State, but, like, no, really. And uh, and Maryland's, like, a funny team. They've had a terrible season, but uh, but their upside is really good. So maybe maybe they can kind of keep it close, but I, you know, wouldn't get my hopes up, I guess I would say. And so a big point spread. Michigan's, like, a little less than three touchdowns right now. Does it affect them in the Ohio State game? I mean, he gets to coach them during the week. He just can't be on the side. I mean, this is and it's they they host the game. They're not going to like. They should just like build a tool shed right next to the stadium, and he gets to sit in it with like the video feeds and the audio headset. He just can't be in the stadium. Like they'll, I'm sure they'll figure something out. And then he comes back for the Big Ten title game, and uh, which he honestly, that's the one he didn't even wouldn't even need to coach. They're just going to win that one easily anyway. And uh, so no, I don't I don't think there's like a net betting impact. Maybe the Ohio State market behaves a little funny as a result of this, but. Like I'm, I'm gonna like Michigan in that game. I don't think Ohio State's gonna be able to score at all. Um, sort of like Penn State, because you know both those teams have the same problem. Uh, one has Marvin Harrison Jr. and one doesn't. That's the only difference. I guess that's a pretty big difference anyway. Uh, I still think they're the most likely team to win. They don't have to win. Georgia can win. Someone else can win. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's basically it. And doesn't impact like McCarthy got taken out of the Heisman race because, you know, he didn't pass the ball in the second half against Penn State. So he's out of that discussion anyway. So there's not even an application there. This all feels like nothing. And then, you know, after the season's over, uh, so assuming the NCAA like, you know, delivers their infraction warning or whatever to Michigan sometime in the next couple months, then in the offseason, this is when like all the NCAA penalties will come down and, you know, okay, like, yeah, Harbaugh suspended for these games. Also, it'll be way more and it'll be way worse and they'll take away a bunch of stuff and they might take away the title if they end up winning it this year. The good news is if you bet it, this is like Medina spirit at the Kentucky Derby, like, hey, I bet on a horse and the horse was cheating. What happens? You, you still get to keep your money. You don't have to give the money back to the race book. Like it's whatever happens when the race happens. So uh, Michigan beats whoever and wins the national title. Your your money is safe. Cash those tickets and you never have to give the money back. Yeah, Michigan wins the national championship and Bob Baffert doesn't get to go back to Churchill Downs. Uh, so <laughs> right. much like the, so, I think he's doing okay. Like so much right. like yeah. much like the conference ing- agreed to close this investigation into Harbaugh, we close the book now on the uh, the Jim Harbaugh, th- and we'll we'll talk about this obviously over the course sure. of the week this week, and obviously leading up to the uh, the Ohio State game. Maybe it creates a better o- betting opportunity, honestly, on uh, on Michigan, and let the rumor mill start churning, and it actually already has today. I think it was Pro Football Talk. I'm not 100 percent sure that had the like Bears and Raiders like intrigue Jim Harbaugh. Like let's right. get that like that's gonna get rolling into overdrive here because. If Harbaugh's going to get this, like, he's going to know it's coming down, obviously, and he might bolt for the National Football League. Uh, and I've been saying for a long time, like, did really well at Michigan. Awesome. Maybe he wins the title this year. Jim Harbaugh, like his brother John, just my opinion, belongs in the National Football League. Uh, we'll get to MVP in a second here, but just to finish the conversation from, from the end of the last segment, I was saying, like, I, I can have to, I think all of us have to face this face this question what are you doing with your diet around the holidays? Like everyone tries to stay healthy and then the holidays roll around and it's okay. Well, here's this piece of pecan pie. Like I'm going to eat it because it's Thanksgiving. And then the day after I'm black Friday. Well, you know, these leftovers are here and that's kind of the thing with Thanksgiving leftovers. And then it just spirals out of control until the new year. Uh, are you planning on hashtag letting yourself go for the holidays this year? Cause I've kind of already started. Yeah. It's for my, the way my like health works for better or worse is Starting in like January, February, I start to like take off weight and then spring. And like, especially during football season, like I can get pretty heavy because I just like work all day and the holidays are going on and whatever. I think for a lot of people that work in football and content and whatever, like if this is your busy time, then this happens to you all the time. And then, uh, and during like spring, especially, and then summer, like I get to like, for me, what's like really good shape, like playing golf every day, play tennis all the time, like, you know walking all the time, play with my kids. And then like the first football Sunday and even like a month in like this was true like a month ago where I just like, I'm not like, I'm kind of the same as a couple months ago. You're just like a little off. And that's kind of how I've been for most of the fall. And you just kind of accept, honestly, and this is probably terrible. It's probably really, you just kind of accept it. You're like, yeah, we're going to get to January. I'm going to do the whole thing again. And we're going to get back to the fall and the whole thing's going to happen again. So I kind of, my thing is, I think you kind of drive yourself nuts so like on Thanksgiving, if you're like, oh, well, like I'm going to be really healthy, like up until dinner and you drive yourself, you scrutinize everything you drive like the whole week, you drive yourself crazy, like cool, like you're still having the bad meal. So Send like out the, the net of that isn't, yeah, like you might, yeah, you might as well just submit, like you might as well just enjoy yourself, like just enjoy it, like, especially if it's just those two days or Christmas Eve or whatever. Yeah, like I, I think everybody kind of goes through the same cycle. So, I'm, you know. I know what it's going to be. I'm not, it's not going to get to Thanksgiving and be like, I'm tapping out on this one guys. Like see you next year. Like I'm going to eat Thanksgiving dinner and whatever with the idea that when we get to January, it's just like, it's time again. 
Like, and, it, and it's, and you could be like, I know a lot of people get to January and they have a lot of trouble. I've had to do this for like six years now, <laughs> basically ever since I left ESPN. And since we had kids, like I just, I got no shot November and December. I got no shot. Kids got birthday parties every Saturday. You know, they serve at birthday parties, pizza every single time without it's every Saturday. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. Of course. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. And I don't even do the cake. Like I'm like good on, on a cake, birthday cake. I'm kind of whatever on. It's like not bad unless it's my birthday cake. Um, I'm pretty good on that. So yeah, I just, we're in the middle of it right now. And I think you, you indulge knowing that like, like the payment is due like very soon and, and you will have to pay at that point. How about like, you know, like we're starting to spread in the neighborhood here that like that we're, that my wife is pregnant and like someone gave my wife a present, like from this place oh, called yeah. the cookie jar. Oh, and it's, it's all like. It's like Reese's peanut butter Get cup covered that. pretzels and all this yeah. like M&M and like okay like it's it's in my it's in my house and like after yeah, I ate lunch it. today yeah I got, I'm I'm going to eat it correct eat, eat it this and is enjoy. why like this is why, like yeah. when I when I lived alone, I would like purposefully not have any food in my house because I would like get stoned and then just I'm sit the there and eat rice cakes. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> get we keep it. the house really we keep the house barren, like we really do. So like yeah, we go out to dinner. We had like a great went out with four other couples on Saturday night. Had a great meal. So like yeah, we're doing that stuff. But yeah, like the day to day, like it can't even be around. It can't even like it just can't like that's just how I am. Like if it's around, it's toast. Like it's going, it in, funny, the, it's like, in the stomach like, in twenty four hours. I <laughs> like how self control works. Like if and like just a, and I'm not making light of obviously people that don't have self control with betting is like really sad. Yeah. Like, like seek help, please. In all seriousness, like I could have like a really like really bad stretch of betting, and then it's like, do I want to double like a double double or nothing? And like no, like I'll I'll lick my wounds and take my losses. Like I have self control. Like with betting, I, with food, I have no self control. Like if it's in my house and if it's in front of me, I am going to eat it. I I don't have to double. I don't have to like double down on the Sunday night football game, but I will eat the chocolate covered pretzel if it's right in front of me, almost no matter what. As there you have it. That's there's, that's uh. There's a thoughts. With there's Nick a self control. When we when we get to these these next couple awards, I do. I don't. I don't have a self control problem with betting. For, absolutely. Like I I know I don't, but. Like, let's be honest, like as you start betting more and more and more and the amounts get bigger and bigger and bigger, if you're being if you're successful, um, then you do reach like an interesting point where like if something is off. So this happened to me yesterday. I won't like tell the full story, but like there was like an offshore had a market that was really off and wasn't taking like a ton like to win 500 per bet and like message someone else. And in that moment, like there like you actually need to suspend self-control because it's like the bet is so good. It's really just like, am I going to get paid on this? The bet is so good. Your question is actually, what is the maximum that I can bet on this thing? Right? Like you actually need to suspend self-control in that moment. So this isn't like betting on a football game where like anything's possible and like the Ravens can win and the Bengals can win or whatever. It was like, no, no, like this is like way off. And it's like, how, how much can we get? And it's, I, I wish I, I wish I could have that in, in the, in my diet where it's like, oh, like ice cream in the freezer how much can i get and there's no penalty <laughs> and it's all good <laughs> like, i w i wish i wish food worked like that but uh as the saying goes like your body is a ruthless accountant and uh and then you know in terms of uh of betting like you find something good you get the max on it you deal with the uh, the consequences a lot of times it's good if the bet's good doesn't really matter how bad the food is just like it's it's sticking in there. It's uh, you're, you're yeah. putting on some pounds. It's happening. I will. I want my warm piece of pecan pie with vanilla ice cream, please. Like, yeah, you actually, love like, literally, you mentioned it twice I, already I, in this segment. Yeah, like, I, yeah. well, and like, I only. It's like, and I love hot dogs, 
and I will never yeah. have a hot dog unless it's like hot. Like in the summer, I'll eat a hot dog all the time. Otherwise, I never eat a hot dog. I only eat pecan pie like from Thanksgiving through Christmas, and then I do not touch it for the rest of the year. But this is my pecan pie season coming up, SCN. Uh, all right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. Let's get to some trends <laughs> from Pecan Pie to uh, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Um, an NFL awards mm. here, Jake. Let's bring, bring the music up here, and let's talk NFL Most Valuable Player. And I teased this to start the show with MVP. And this is just me, and, like, it, the price isn't really that different. Just, you know, Jalen Hurts is the favorite right now at BetMGM, and the Chiefs are favored to beat the Eagles on Monday night. I found that a little interesting. The prices are pretty similar, though. Jalen Hurts is plus 300 at BetMGM. Both Hurts and Mahomes coming off their bye. Mahomes plus 325. Tua Tungavailoa and Lamar Jackson, both at 5-1. to one. I feel like this market is, like, I don't know, ridiculous. Burrow is 14. C.J. Stroud, 16. Josh Allen, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, all at 25-1. to one. Dak Prescott at 30-1. to one. I have chosen to draw the Gettleman line there. Ken, let's talk some most valuable player here. A very interesting market with, with what I think are some pretty interesting prices. Sure. Uh, I have a lot of, uh, sometimes we do this market and it's like, yeah, it's all good. See you next week. Or like maybe Burrow doesn't be a hundred to one anymore. We were doing that for a few weeks. Maybe we should go back to a hundred to one. Uh, obviously like tonight's game will have pretty big implications where like if Burrow loses, should go to a 10,000 to one. I don't know if he can win that anyway as four losses already. There are a lot of like average to good record teams on this list where like they seem really unlikely to me to produce an MVP winner. MVP is just as much about statistical accomplishment as it is team success. And maybe we just don't have a lot of good teams this year. Maybe we don't have any in terms of like having big records, but like we're probably going to have a few and the MVP is probably coming from one of them. Like that's usually how this works. And so to see like Josh Allen and CJ Stroud and Joe Burrow and all these guys like on this list. And to a certain extent, and I know their records like the same as some of the other teams, like Tua, they played three test games, 0 and 3, failure. Like I just, you know, like they're, to see all these guys on these, like we're going to get to the end of the year. Like these aren't big record teams. These are like 11 and 6 teams. Like that's what these are. They don't, those guys don't win like ever. Like, yeah, you could be Adrian Peterson like 15 years ago. Like that's how you win. Anybody else, no shot. Like, okay. And, and so it is pretty interesting. So if we approach this really like, let's say equally weighting, maybe equally is a mistake, but we'll equally weight it like, and I'm doing it in my head anyway, so it won't be equal, uh, statistical success and team performance, then there's, there is something that's correct here, which is the top two. Like the Eagles and the Chiefs are the two most likely teams to have the number one record, the best team in the NFL. They're the most likely teams to do that. Both of these quarterbacks are at least in the same like tier as the other quarterbacks from a statistical standpoint. Like there's basically 10 quarterbacks all log jammed together, statistically separated by very small amounts, and there are two of them. So if we weight these things equally, yeah, like they're, they should be the two favorites. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I do think they're the two most likely players to win this award. They're playing Monday night, and the winner of that game, provided that both don't like totally brick statistically and have bad games, the winner of that game should probably become like a, not a prohibitive favorite, but like should be the favorite to win the award. That's all like normal. I don't want to bet into that. That doesn't make me want to make a bet. That's like, like, I agree with that. They're the two favorites in the market. I agree with that. The winner will become the favorite. I agree with that. I don't know who's going to win the game. I don't like to guess about game winners when I make bets into award markets. I want to have more of a reason to make a bet than that. Okay. Like in close games, that is, with, clo with close point spreads. Okay. That's all good. Is there someone that's not those two? Who is the next most likely player to win that's not those two? And I think you're going to get, you ask 100 people, I think you're going to get 100 different answers on this question. So for me, it's, again, like, let's wait team success 
and player statistical success with team success mattering. And like, if you do that, I think you could come up with Lamar Jackson, although I don't think the team success is going to be necessarily as big as some of the other teams. You could definitely come up with that name. I don't disagree with that. I I would argue that Dak Prescott would also be in that conversation more than Tua, more than Burrow, more than Stroud, more than McCaffrey, more than Purdy, more than Jared Goff, more than some of these other guys. The chance to have a big stat season with a ton of easy games coming up and like the team really has a legit chance they're six and three right now they're two games back of the eagles we've done this on the show but like they can, to me they can be a big record team and i don't know if a lot of these other teams can be big record teams so cool mahomes hurts maybe it's just them and there's not a lot going on i i bought an insane amount of dak prescott too much dak prescott because of 40 to 1. Like, I think that's the price that's going to improve the most. And maybe he just never gets to the winner of of Chiefs-Eagles. But if there's a guy who has a chance to get to the winner of Chiefs-Eagles, I'd, I'd actually rather have him before any of these other guys. What, where does Goff register for you? Because this could be a team that goes like 14-3. and three, and, and if they beat the Cowboys in the second and the penultimate game of the regular season, he's not that far by, uh, behind Dak in terms of the stats, at least in terms of sure. touchdowns. Maybe a little bit of that on the other side, and then we'll turn to the offensive player of the year where there's like five guys that can win. We'll have a conversation coming up next to wrap up hour number one on a Thursday. Nick and Ken, you better you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Four-man rush. Prescott escapes. Rolling, looking, throwing. Caught for the touchdown. Guess who? Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Like, that's very funny, like Kevin Burkhardt on the highlight. Also, like, like the highlight is cut without him ever telling us who scores the touchdown. Like, we know it's C.D. Lamb. Like, literally, like, who cut that highlight? Like, guess who? And that's the end. Like, I, I don't know, Rico Dowdle? <laughs> Jalen Torbert? I, I don't know. Who's to tell, who's to tell me who scored? Like, Deuce I know it's C.D. Lamb. Gruden. I wonder, like, who who cuts these highlights sometimes? And, and Dak to the touch, the throws for the touchdown to guess who? And now, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Tell me who scored it. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, what we'll about talk. Owl? It's like an Abbott, Abbott and Costello routine. We'll get to uh, we'll get to Dak and MVP in a second. We got a college hoops game, though, starting in about 20 minutes from now at 4 o'clock Eastern with LSU and Dayton. Let's quickly bring on our friend Tyler Morales, a.k.a. Tyler, the creator of winning college basketball bets. Tyler, what do you have for the hashtag people here on LSU and Dayton? And then I will tweet this out as well from at You Better You Bet. Feast week underway at ESPN. Uh, there's the, the Charleston <laughs> Classics on right now. Let's take uh, LSU plus one or pick them. Brutal loss to Nickel State last week, one of the worst teams in college basketball. Big, LSU's a big-time transfer team. I expect them to uh, bounce back after six days since that loss. So let's go LSU at whatever number you can find. Great. That uh, sounds good to me. I'll bet it. <laughs> the game starts in like 20 minutes. I just bet it. Great. I'm in. Who's their coach? <laughs> Look, Will Wade's gone, right? He's in jail or something? It's uh, Vince's son, game. Matt McMahon. Matt, Vince's grandson. Where did Matt McMahon come from? Uh, Murray State? Murray State. Where he was? Yeah. Do you know what he told Murray State when he took the job at LSU? <laughs> You're fired. And then he left. Uh, all right. Left. NFL most it was bad. really weird NFL when he did most... it too. Nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. All right. Adam Chernoff joins us in 20 minutes when we're on stadium. Jake, bring the music up here. Uh, Ken, we were talking about Dak Prescott going to break and sure. bringing NFL most valuable player potentially, or at least like a guy who you think 
you know, outside of Hurts and Mahomes, maybe he's got a realistic path. I brought up Jared Goff also, just like sure. if the Lions are going to roll up a really gaudy win-loss record, seven-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday against the Bears. They do play in Dallas in Week 17, the penultimate week of the NFL regular season. Like, what if the Lions go 15-2, and two, the Lions go 14-3? and three? So um, give us any, any more thoughts you have on Dak Prescott and then anything you've got for us on Jared Goff here, our most valuable player. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, if we're waiting team success and player success, then Goff is going to show up really big, too. Because, again, there's this cluster of quarterbacks. Goff's in it just like Dak's in it. They're not separated by very much statistically. Uh, now, this is where we would get subjective. So, like, if all these other quarterbacks do this, do I think they – like, let's say they all do it. Who do I think would win? And Jared Goff's big problem is that Dan Campbell's going to win Coach of the Year like 90% of the time right now. And he's getting all the credit for what's happening. And he turned this team around and he restored the roar and they improved, you know, four or five games from last year. And they have all these injuries and he's going for it on fourth downs last week. Like the Lions win that game last week. What was the talking about? Was the talking about the game Jared Goff? It was a high scoring game. The quarterback should have been the talk. No, it was Dan Campbell going for it on the fourth downs. That's what it was. He's uh, unfortunately, unfairly, going to be like a, a victim of dan campbell's success honestly so if they have a big big record dan campbell's winning and tough for teams to get two that aren't like super teams in terms of awards that's going to be houston's problem with stroud winning like does Domico ryan's ever win when stroud's definitely winning like they're really they're going to get two awards they're going to go like nine and eight they're going to get two awards this year um seems very unlikely and I think Campbell is such a shoe-in in the big season for the Lions. It's sort of like, when the team's good, who gets the credit? And I actually think that's kind of, if we're between Mahomes and Hurts, too, by the way, it's kind of Jalen Hurts' problem, is, like, the team is so good. Like, he's awesome, but the whole team is awesome. So it's like, okay, okay like, is there a singular excellence here? And you could say, like, well, Dak's team is awesome. The opening for Dak here is, like, Mike McCarthy is going to get Zippo of the credit. And I know he's calling plays now, and, like, that's really cool. But, like, that's not the way this has taken shape so far this season. Like, Dak's starting to get a lot of credit. And the other thing is Dan Quinn's defense, which is good. And Micah Parsons, who's like, you might be like, well, Parsons will win. Parsons' problem is... He's like far behind three players now for defensive player of the year. And at the midseason point, Miles Garrett won in a landslide over everybody. Parsons wasn't even mentioned in any of the pieces. So like, they're not going to get defensive player of the year. So like, what's left? Like Dak gets the credit. Jerry Jones was on radio today or uh, yeah, on Monday. Got asked if Dak was an MVP candidate. Dominique Foxworth was on ESPN all day on Monday saying Dak's the best quarterback in the NFC. It's starting already. Like, you can see this. No one's on TV saying Jared Goff's the best team and the best quarterback in the NFC. No one's doing that. He's a quarterback for the Cowboys. Like, this is really easy if they win a lot of games. And I don't think, I think Parsons isn't winning. So if Parsons isn't winning and they win a lot of games, and Mike McCarthy sure as hell isn't winning anything. So, like, who is left? There's two players left. We haven't talked about one yet. We're talking about one right now. Like, Dak, again, if the stats look the same as everyone else... It's much more reasonable that he wins over someone like Jared Goff. This is also the problem the Niners two players have. Okay, like they have two pretty good players and the statistics are okay. And Shanahan's awesome and their defense is really good. They win a lot of games like those guys aren't winning. Like that's not what's happening. And like Stroud, who I know you were going to ask me about too, like his numbers are going to be insane. Like they got to win way more than they're on pay. I know they're winning a lot of these games and they beat Cincinnati. Like they almost have to win out for him to win and that's like not a situation you want to be in if you're going to make this like really might have to win out for a rookie to win most valuable player like that's like it's it's unreasonable honestly to like think that you should make the bet at the price right now like his true price to win is probably like 100 to 1 or something like that and honestly if you think he should win mvp and you think that's a good bet you should be parlaying the houston texans to win every game the rest of the season and then just cash a billion dollars at the end of it like instead of this 20 to 1 or whatever you're, you're gonna bet on stroud
All right. So are we good with most valuable player? Want to move on? Yeah, and, and tonight's game will be real. Like, you'll see Price moves on tonight's game, too. Like, if Lamar, like, torches the Bengals, he'll probably move back to the other two guys, like, close to Hurts and Mahomes while we wait to see who wins their game. I just, I like, all these guys are really similar. Like, they are. Like, Sam Howell's the leading passer in the league. Stroud's the second leading passer in the league, basically, right now, along with Tua. And it's like, all right, like, all of these other uh, the quarterbacks are, like, 100 yards apart from each other and, like, one touchdown apart from each other. It's got to be, like who's set up to have a lot of team success and therefore like they have a lot of success too. And like, I'll take the Cowboys chance at like 13 and four over most of these other teams uh, with the exception of the two that are playing Monday. You better, you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday talking awards right now in the national football league. We'll get to offensive player of the year in a second. Adam Chernoff will join us in about 10 minutes as we kick off hour number two here and we'll be simulcast by our friends at stadium for that hour and hour number three. Ken, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year, where the same two guys sit atop the board. They are still co-favorites, and that is Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, both at plus 140. Uh, McCaffrey's touchdown streak ended um, in a record-tying 16 games last weekend. The, the Niners tried their damnedest to get McCaffrey a touchdown at the end sure of did. the game. Uh, and like, and we did this on Monday, just like one of the most disrespectful, Like, and I don't think I, Doug Peterson, I don't, especially after what Doug Peterson perpetrated on my Giants a couple years ago in Week 17, he can't say anything. But that's pretty nuts, right? Trying to like run it up at the end of the game to get McCaffrey a touchdown in a 31-point game. Uh, McCaffrey and Tyreek both plus one, uh, 140. A.J. Brown plus 550. Uh, Eagles obviously coming off a bye last week. Jamar Chase is 22-1. to one. And C.D. Lamb, who's just on like an otherworldly tear right now, just dominating just like Dak Prescott is. C.D. Lamb, 25-1. to one. Ken, uh, what do we have new this week here on Offensive Player of the Year? So I've just been holding two positions like the whole season. And we talked about this and like, this was one of the few markets we bet really early in the year or like I did. And we're all going to approach this a different way, right? Like I get messages from people like, I have this ticket. I have this ticket. Okay, here's what I have. I have a ton of Tyreek Hill and a ton of Christian McCaffrey at like 10 to 1. And they've been the two like even money favorites almost the whole year. And I've just been sitting around. Hope, hope nothing changes. Like, cool. Like AJ Brown makes this push. Evan Silva came on game about 40 to 1. That seems like a pretty good bet right now. Um, cool. Like I'm good with these two. And this is the first week that I'm not good with these two. And there's like a, a change that I don't think has been baked into the market enough, which is that I think CD Lamb's really, really, really live to win. And I think Christian McCaffrey is really unlikely to win. And that none of that has happened in the market so far. Christian McCaffrey, the touchdown streak ends, yes, which actually, to be honest, is like the crux of his case for this award. And now it's over. He is really only on pace for like, a really, really good, not record setting season. That's his problem. He's on, he's going to have, he's going to be like a 1300 yard rusher. That sounds incredibly pedestrian to be perfectly honest, because running backs don't have big seasons anymore. So like, he's going to be the leading rusher. And he's not going to have a lot of yards. And he's not going to break any records for touchdowns. Probably. Now we can have monster games the rest of the year and fix that. But like, if we're evaluating where everyone's at right now, it's all the receivers and then a gap and then him. And that is not baked into the market right now. Like, sorry, that's not what it is. All of the content at midseason was hyper-focused on Tyreek Hill. And not I can't emphasize this enough, 0% focused on Christian McCaffrey for Offensive Player of the Year in terms of, like, who's the Offensive Player of the Year? The what that tells me, well, it tells me two things. One, Tyreek's way ahead of McCaffrey. Two, if another receiver can get to Tyreek, he's way ahead of McCaffrey. So it's really about beating Tyreek Hill. That's, like, really what the point of this is. And I have a lot of them. And if you don't, like, I honestly think it's the receivers and then a gap and then McCaffrey. Okay, so what do we do about that? Well, Tyreek's already low-priced. Can't really do anything about that. Like, yeah, he might be great. Might get 2,000 yards. Totally possible. A.J. Brown is 71 yards behind him. 71. We have half a season left. 
yeah, like that's possible. Do I want to bet him at these prices? Not really. Like I, I, I think Tyreek's going to outperform him the rest of the year. I think CD Lamb's going to outperform him the rest of the year. I think Jamar Chase might outperform him the rest of the year. They're just not going to win enough. Can so, like, I, can I, I give really you, can I give you something on AJ yeah, Brown? And I'll hand you the baton right back here. So Dallas Goddard's going to be out for an undetermined amount of the time right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year in the games that Dallas Goddard missed, Devontae Smith, like his target and like yardage production went way up here. So like, I actually think like AJ Brown's production is going to be a little less over the course of the next couple weeks. I think Devontae Smith is going to start getting his. Just like, not definitely, but I think like we saw that happen last year. That might ding A.J. Brown a little bit, Ken, here in the short term. Well, and just look at this week. Tyreek Hill, home Raiders. C.D. Lamb at Panthers. A.J. Brown at the Chiefs, who might have the best defense in the league. Like, who who's more likely to have a big game this weekend? Yeah, like, if A.J. Brown has a big game, it's primetime in the Super Bowl rematch. Whose matchup do you like the least of the three? It's not close. And, like, this is stats. That's all this award. Like, he can win the game. Doesn't matter. Stat-driven. So he's, he's like, a little behind Tyreek, but he can definitely win. Wouldn't bet him. C.D. Lamb's 30 yards behind A.J. 30. He's 40, 30 to 1. A.J. Brown got bet for a month. They're, they're the same player. It's the Spider-Man meme. They're the same player. And like I, this blind spot on the Cowboys makes no. I've talked to like ten people about this that I consider smart. We're we're all in agreement on this one. None of us understand this blind spot on Dak and Ceedee Lamb, who are exactly like all of the candidates everyone loves for these awards from a betting standpoint. I, it makes no sense to me. Ceedee Lamb is essentially AJ Brown with two less touchdowns. That's it, and he plays Carolina, Washington, Seattle the next three weeks. He's very likely to be ahead very soon. And it's like everyone's indifferent. Like, no one cares. Like, a Dak MVP is a tough case to make because Mahomes and Hurts are really good. This one's way easy. He might, in a week, he might be the leader. A week. Hour one done. Hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll get back to awards as we move along. But great guests coming up next hour. We'll start with Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast with Nick and Ken.